0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio.
1: Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
0: And welcome everyone and as I say continuously every week that we are able to do the show The Intentional Spirit because of people like you, uh, because of your commitment to listening to the tools that we offer each and every week featuring some of the leading edge conscious thinkers on our planet today. We're also able to let other people know about this program and that comes from your social media, your friends on Facebook and Twitter, etc., And just a a big special thank you, so grateful um, of who you are and who you are in the world that you're not only seeking change, but you are committed to being part of the change. My guest today is one of those people as well, and I would say that this is a conversation that would be common to the masses now with 7 billion people on our planet, I would say that Hundreds of millions of people are probably sitting in a place of where Jack Armstrong was many years ago in the 70s that he was part of traditional teaching, traditional rules and dogma. And yet, deep within, there were questions, there was pondering, there was an inner calling that was wanting to pull him into more of his natural spiritual path and way of designing his life. Jack Armstrong, welcome to the show today.
2: Thank you so much, Devil. It's just great to be here.
0: Well, it's a pleasure to have you, and and just because, like I said, I think that where you are reflects where so many people are we we know it with the trends now we know it with um what we hear we know it with super soul sunday by oprah winfrey we know it with uh various programs on pbs or public radio that people are longing for a deeper spiritual meaning but yet they aren't necessarily finding the satisf- satisfaction in the old paradigm in which they continue to show up. Let me ask you, how did you, how did you get the courage to seek? Because I think fundamentally that that's a level where a lot of people are. Their parents went to the Presbyterian or the Methodist or the Baptist or whatever that they're in. They and they've they've always done that because that's the way they've always done it. How did you get the courage to say? I'm breaking through the mold, uh, I'm an original thinker.
2: Boy, I don't know, courage, courage is a strong word, but many other people have, have used that too. Um, I I don't regret at all the the religious upbringing I, I had. It was a very mainstream uh, Protestant denomination, and my brother became a minister, and we went to church every Sunday, and I found myself just, you know, sort of repeating the same things over and over, and when i left for college and this was a very long time ago um i i began realizing that that really didn't meet my needs and i've i've been on really a lifetime search um which continues to this day um uh, for <clears throat> for expressions of truth that are meaningful to me and mm-hmm. um over the years i um my goodness i um, of course, went to a number of Unity churches, um, Religious Science when it was known as that. Even I dipped my toe in Catholicism, um, Spiritualism for a long time. Um, used to used to visit a number of mediums regularly, um, and yet I, I I I wasn't I didn't find a place or an answer that said Yeah, this is this is it. This is me." and um interestingly thirty five years ago i began um and why why I don't know, but I began receiving these these teachings um, some of which are in lessons from the source um but i for many years, I ignored them you know i I was given this sort of Goldmine of spiritual truth, and I'd put it away and forget about it. So it's weird, but but over the years, um, the the hundreds of thousands of words of of material that that still keep coming through me have sunk in, and um, and I've gotten to a place where um, I I. Sp- Stressed over things all my life, and I was afraid of things. And how are things going to work out? And what can I do? And and I've been able, little by little, without a conscious process, to basically let go of of all of that. And I I'm not afraid of anything anymore, and I I seldom stress about anything. And um, and it's and it's a very peaceful existence, and I just feel like I'm in the flow.
0: Yeah. And and one would uh, clearly say that you know part of that is because you are really expressing your true, authentic or your self actualizing self. And with what you were saying earlier, I think what's valuable to to listeners because we're we're not just talking to the choir of unity; we're talking to people from all over the world. And I think the point that you made just deserves uh, highlighting and mentioning where we were on our path and what we've experienced and what form of religion, I think if we could just all understand that just taking a break from it or taking a time out from it or never returning from it doesn't mean that it was ever wrong. It was right. exactly what we needed at that particular time. It was where we were. It's where we were as a culture or perhaps as a family system or whatever. And I, But I think the key is what you said, is that you were willing to entertain the place of I need more. And I think that... Um, you know, for those of you that are listening, that you're feeling that way, I need more, is to be able to give yourself permission, first of all, to just be in that place of vulnerability. I'm needing more. What would that look like? Um, and you had to be able to do that in order for new to be to be revealed. Well, you had said, Jack, that you started getting these beautiful insights. And of course, this was before you could go on Twitter and write something, send it out there or, or on long Facebook. Long before that, yeah. Long before that. Um, when you started having these insights, uh, how did they come to you? Were you at a traffic light? Were you out in your garden? Um, how did, what did that look like?
2: The first place that, that I recall this happening and I think it is Um, and fortunately all through these years I've been dating I've put a date on the times when these things happened and the first one was uh, I just dated it December 1978 but it was at the lake shrine of the self-realization fellowship in Los Angeles and I used to go there frequently to to meditate and think and just be and so on. And uh, one day that December, for reasons I didn't really know, but I felt moved to take a pad of paper and a pen with me. And um, those of your listeners who have been there and are familiar with that wonderful place know that there's a path all the way around it and little benches where you can stop and sit. And I sat down and all of a sudden found myself writing something in the first person singular that was directed to me and i wasn't thinking it and it, i just 15 minutes ago i thought you know what i'm going to pull out some of the the things from that first session which i haven't looked at again for years and i've never shared with anybody and but i and and it as said, as i look back on it they were tiny little statements, but I'm going to read you a couple if that's okay. Yeah, please Um, do. The first one was, what is it you are seeking? You must define the limits of your desires before they can be realized. Live to manifest joy and happiness. Do you see the beauty around you? Your soul is more beautiful and purer than any of this. You are a child of God who is always with you. His hand is always there, ready to comfort you and show you the way. But the fog you have created around you keeps you from seeing it. Listen with all your senses to the music of the spheres and allow joy to enter your life. You are part of life. You are in control if you will but attune yourself with the truth. The answers you are seeking will be made clear to you if you will but relax and make yourself available to the answers. Do not despair of specific decisions until you have placed yourself in the stream of power and truth again. The answers will be key, will be there. And the last one was, enjoyment is the key, and it's so easy. It's a natural life process, but we sometimes make it so difficult. You must just believe that what is happening to you is real. And I think, in looking back at it, what what that last sentence was saying was this: whatever it is that's happening here, where you're writing this stuff down, it's real and believe it. But um, I, um, couple things. I very sporadically for a long time would would write things. And I didn't have a clue what was happening. I didn't have a frame of reference for channeling i um I always thought that I mean, I'd gone to you know to to mediums and I always thought that channeling was when a a medium would stand up in front and and the voice of some other entity would come through that person and I didn't know what was going on and and I was afraid to tell anybody um and and I didn't i I would keep this stuff i'd I'd read it. And at the end, I'd look back at it and go, wow, look at that. And when, when I, as, with my human mind, I love writing, and I love communication, and I love words. And when I, as a, as a human entity, try to write something, man, it just gets stuck. It doesn't, it, I will go through dozens of drafts and, no, you know, you have to put this word up here rather than here. This stuff comes through in final form and i I've never had to do hardly any editing at all and I'll you know I'll have a session like that and I'll look back at it and I'll read it and I'll go whoa where did that come from and then for decades literally I would put that in my nightstand and forget about it and of course not tell anybody that it was happening so all this stuff was sitting there right by my bed and I ignored it um
0: Oh well, that's so awesome. I I love the one and uh for our listeners you can go online to lessons from the and you can actually own a copy of this incredible book by Jack Armstrong. I love in the chapter a higher perspective. If you could see yourself from my perspective You would laugh at the many barriers you have erected to your own good. (laughs) It is as if you are existing in a sea of goodness, yet you have built a plastic bubble around yourself to keep the good that is all around you from getting to you or from you getting to it. It is right there, but you can't reach it. Dissolve the bubble and become one with your good. That's so true. I love I that. Love that. I absolutely love that. Well, you're so you're going through life and you're writing all of these insights down as if you're uh, channeling from the great beyond, and they're just all profound. And so, when did it occur to you, like, well, I ought to do something with this? Well, I mean, were you consistent. able to? Were you able to communicate to your family and friends like um, I've got something going on in my life? Um, <laughs> you know, because back then we didn't share a lot of this kind of stuff, did we? About how we were downloading information from where we I don't didn't know really about understand. we, but I sure
2: didn't. I'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my family, my family knew that oh, that, I, that it was happening, but I really, uh-huh. I, I just said. This is happening and occasionally. I'd show them, you know, little excerpts, but it, but I, I really didn't do much, and I told virtually nobody else about it. Um, yet there was always that nudge, that inner nudge, saying, "You know, this isn't just for you. This is you need to share this with people." And my response was, "Oh, no way! You know, I'm not doing that." Um, but it, it it kept going, and and I knew uh, a couple things. One, that if I ever did a book, uh, it would be for, from a specific period. During the the last three months of 1995, um, and just before that, I started reading The Artist's Way, Julia Cameron, where mm-hmm. she talks about the morning pages. And I thought, well, that's an interesting idea. And I hadn't done this writing for a while. and And I thought, well, I'll try that. And the first thing that came through the first day was something up like, you know, have you forgotten this ma- method of communication? You know, will you blah, blah, blah. And I wrote every day for those three months, and it's the only time before or since that I've written every day. And it was during that period that the term lessons kept showing up. And so I knew inside that if I ever... Did a book? It would be that three-month period out of the thirty-five years. And I even knew that if I ever did a book, the title would be "Lessons from the Source." But of course, I wasn't going to do one. Uh, but in, in, if I uh, did,
0: but I'm not going to do it. Don't you correct. love it when we tell the universe what we're not going to do? It's a great big chuckle, isn't it?
2: <laughs> oh, I was quite good at that. Uh, <laughs> but but. uh The universe has a sort of persistence, uh, a gentle persistence about it that that doesn't let you off the hook. Um, I I had been married for 33 years, uh, went through a divorce, um, moved from um, Los Angeles to uh, Portland in 2004, and began pulling these writings out again and looking at them and and began dipping my toe in the water. Well, maybe I could... Share them, um, and you know you you get one of the. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying the aging process, and one of the many delights of it is you get to a point where you don't really care anymore what other people think, and and that made, that in itself made it a lot easier. But just going through that sort of dark night of the soul and and sequestering myself and thinking about all this and and it began to to come together and um the book was published um in 2008 um and we just now have published a um, a second edition um 2013 second edition that people can get on the on the website and um i um, and again i have no explanation for this but th- 35 years of writing this stuff, I, I went through not long ago, and, and fortunately, over time, I had typed all these things up, and I, um, I did a word count, and there were like 350,000 words of material mm. over all that time. And I thought, hmm, I wonder how many words are in the New Testament. And I, I did a word count of the New Testament. It was like 180,000 words. So I've got twice that much and and I've started organizing it and 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 it's you know this material just like in the book is so layered and so nuanced that any specific piece could apply to any spe- any number of people facing any number of different kinds of issues. You're absolutely
0: correct. There's no doubt about it. And it's also a tremendous resource for teachers and ministers and people that are out in the field that's looking for subject matter to tie in. I'm Temple Hayes, and you're listening to our show, The Intentional Spirit, today, and I'm talking with Jack Armstrong, author of Lessons from the Source. You can go to his website during this short break, and you can read more about him and figure out, and align with how to stay in touch with him. We'll be right back. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support.
1: Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at spirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Rev. Temple Hayes.
0: and Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for being an intentional spirit. Otherwise, you would not be listening to our show today, nor sharing it with others. There's something about the idea of having intention. It's one thing to go through life without a plan or a design or a question mark, but it's another to actually put intention uh, to have a significant daily prayer of a sense of how to be and how to be open to a greater truth. I'm interviewing today Jack Armstrong who is talking about that he asked questions and he started getting answers and more became um, his natural being of who he was birthed to be to write this book, Lessons from the Source. It's a spiritual guide book for navigating life's journey. It's It has uh, titles like Illusions or Your Good is Always Here or Unity with God and Creation. It is a great resource book. It's the kind of book we need in all of our Unity bookstores. It's the kind of book that if you're a teacher or a parent, it would be one that you would sit down with your children and you would read these little short paragraphs that are profound. That's the whole thing that we know, Jack, is truth is so simple. Isn't it? I mean, and we just somehow feel like I guess we need to make it complicated or 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 sound very um, complex uh, for it to be important. But the most simple truths are are the most profound. I find the analogies, the great storytelling, the the making references to things like the ocean and our good that's available and You know, I'm looking at another one that you wrote about um, if you're enveloped by a cloud of smoke, you would fan it away or move yourself to get away from it. If a rainstorm has soaked you, you would dry yourself off to rid yourself of the water and restore yourself to your natural state. You must do the same with any negativity that you allow to attach itself to you. When you become aware that negativity is there and that it is keeping your good from you, you must take charge of the situation and actively ri- rid yourself of the condition. When you hear someone like myself read these things, do you recognize them, or do you go, "Who wrote that?"
2: <laughs> well, I do recognize it because I've read the book uh, a number of times. But but who wrote that is the question. And you know, yes. you, who a wrote of times, that? <laughs> you, you've referred you've referred to me as the author, and I always put author in quotes. Mm-hmm. because I don't claim authorship over this stuff. I couldn't I couldn't make this stuff up, you know, right. and it's and it and it does come through in final form and part of the challenge in doing that book was deciding okay, from those 3 months, which segments do I put in there? And uh and I'm facing that same issue now with these other 35 years worth of stuff. And I've and begun a serious organizational thing, and we're going to begin soon um, finding different ways of, of sharing the the other material, uh, including a, a mailing list where people will get um, little excerpts um, five days a week, kind of like notes from the universe and so on. Um, but your, your comment just a moment ago about it seeming like it's always got to be complex. um a couple things occurred to me. I was talking a month or so ago with a with a wonderful spiritual writer and writing coach who helped me with the book, and and he was commenting again about just sort of the how easy this material is to understand. And he said, you know, it almost strikes me that that if if people if if, a, if spiritual writing is really hard to understand, people must think it's profound. <laughs> Uh-huh. Even though you can't make make head nor tail of it, I and and I've said this to a number of of people. The and you might have noticed in the in the appendix to the book the. That individual, that gentleman, when I was doing this book, I had sent him a draft, and I said, I'm involved in a unique form of communication, blah, blah, blah. And he wrote back and said, it's not unique at all. People have been doing it for centuries and read this book. And there's a, a, a book that's out of print, but that it's on Amazon, and it's called With the Tongues of Men and Angels, A Study of Channeling. And this gentleman did a, a scholarly study of channeling, and which I knew nothing about. And but as I was reading through it, I came to this section on inner dictation, and I had heard the term automatic writing before. And and, and in his book, he defines automatic writing as where your hand moves by itself. But uh, I thought inner it, he described precisely precisely what was happening to me, and it was so validating. And he mentioned that a course in miracles was had been received that same way. And I on my website. Someplace in there, there's a there's a link to the Course in Miracles website where they have an audio recording of Helen Schockman describing how this happened, and I could say exactly the same thing, you know, um, which again, very validating, but I personally have a heck of a hard time figuring out A Course in Miracles. And I've tried it maybe half a dozen times over the years, and I maybe get to day 5 and i'm thinking i i just the language i don't i don't get it but the one of the things the the um the author of the book said is that he's never seen an instance of channeling where the personality or essence or whatever of the person who's receiving the material does not come through and helen Schockman was a phd psychologist and i and i've seen Course in Miracles referred to as spiritual therapy, and it's obviously helped millions of people all over the world, but but it's, I've, I've said to, and I'm sorry, I'm babbling on here, Temple, um, uh, I've said to a number of people, it seems to me there's, you know, there's basically one set of core truths, but they're interpreted in an infinite number of different ways, and each of those ways will resonate with somebody, and just because Course of Miracles doesn't resonate with me doesn't mean that it doesn't with all those untold people who've who've been been helped by it. And and I've I at some point along the line came up with a, an analogy to a um, a diamond with an infinite number of facets in it, mm-hmm. and you look in an individual facet, and you get a, each one will give you a slightly different perspective. On the diamond, but it's still a diamond, and you know, and that there is that that one essential body of truth, and it's interpreted by religions and teachers and writers and so on and so forth in ways. But the blessing is, and I think, Source does that on purpose, so that there's something out there that will touch everybody.
0: Oh yeah, that's it's just so real and. And and so true. Well, one of the things that I've, you know, found uh, through the years and I'd, I'd be interested to, you know, get your feedback on that. It's like, you know, often when I'm uh, speaking or teaching and there's just things that come through me and they just happen and people come up to me and they'll say, you know, well, that was really great, awesome, that one thing you said or whatever. And often I don't even remember necessarily how they're saying what I said or if I said it. And I've heard people say, other orators, other speakers, other teachers or whatever, uh, oh, no, well, that's not me, you know, that's just spirit. But yet, I also think that in our human form and in our human suit, it's nice if people feel they have something in front of them that's tangible, that they can say thank you to. Do you know what I mean? So I, I understand what you're, what you're saying and that this kind of came through you and you put in quotes that you're the author, but Anne, I want to say thank you for writing it <laughs> or thank you for at least putting it beside your table at night or somehow it had to get from the ethereal to... Um, download through your hand and so you allowed yourself to be used as that catalyst and um thank you for that
2: well bless you i i give thanks to the continuing nudges that i got over the years to to go ahead and do it and it was it was a little scary at mm-hmm. the moment that that i came out with that and there were a number of friends who had been good friends over the years who just sort of Vanished off into the ether and that's and that's fine, um, but people have talked to me a lot about well, thanks for having the courage to do this, and maybe it was courageous, but it didn't feel like it, it all of this just feels like it's my life's path um but i I really um identify with your comment about not remembering what came through you. And that happens all the time. This this writing comes so fast, and that's one of the one of the characteristics of inner dictation. Um, and it is it's like taking dictation from thoughts, and and it'll come so fast. I'm writing so quickly, and I don't remember what I've written. Even I don't remember what's in the paragraph before, and at the end, I don't remember what it's about. And often I'll just close the book and put it away, and, and read it later. Um, but I, I've had similar experiences to yours, and obviously you're speaking in public all the time with large audiences, but I'll find myself um, often if I'm in a conversation with somebody, and especially if it's, a, if it's talking about some issue in their life, I'll find myself saying, oh, "This is just coming out of my mouth," but blah blah blah, and and the right words for that person come out. Uh, mm. It's pretty mm-hmm. pretty delightful, isn't it?
0: It's totally delightful. It it absolutely is. How would you say? One of the things I say when people say, "You know, how's your book coming?" I go, "It's coming along," and. I'm more interested in, in living a book versus writing one. Uh, how would you feel that looking at the lessons from the source, how have some of these concepts supported, helped, nudged, or changed you?
2: Well, as I said, and I'm talking about the whole body of 35 years worth of stuff now, Um and, and I, I alluded to it earlier, I really, I, when I was brought up, you had to impress other people, you had to be good at what you do, um, you, you know, money was bad, um, all kinds of messages that, that for my parents were legitimate messages. They were doing the best they knew how. Um, but, but over most of my life, I'd really stress about stuff. And and worry about well what's going to happen and how are we going to pay the bills and where's the money going to come from and blah blah blah, and there are times when I still don't know where the money's going to come from, but I I don't stress about it, and I I remember at some point I think it was before the book was actually published, and I, I used to live near a forest, and I would consistently beat up on, on myself for not being able to live in the moment, which is one of the messages. And all of a sudden, I'm walking along in the forest, and the the insight was, well, I I don't really think about the past, and I'm not concerned about what's going to happen in the future, so I guess I must be living in the moment. Um, but, it, but it was a gradual process. There, there was no great line of demarcation where all of a sudden... Um, that stuff just left and light shined upon me and all was well with the world, but it's, it, it sinks in, um, after time. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I still get stuff, um, regularly. This, I, I pulled this out and, um, and this is one I've never shared with anybody. And I, and I just sort of pulled it at random and hopefully it'll make sense to, to you or some of your readers. Um, Says you are being given the keys to the kingdom, but your own personal dedication and commitment have not yet been strong enough to allow you to unlock the door. Do you enjoy the day to day struggles that you are enduring? Do they make your life richer? Are you feeling like an heir to all that is good? Do your desires seem close to fulfillment? The answers are obvious. Imagine yourself hungry and tired and cold standing just outside the door to your own home where inside you would find all that you needed to feel nurtured and loved and appreciated and fed and clothed and fulfilled. All of your loved ones and those who are eager to help you are inside eagerly awaiting your arrival so that they can help you meet your every need. The keys to your home are in your hands and yet you continue to stand on the outside in discomfort and agony and distress, and somehow you're not putting the keys into the locks and opening the door. This scenario, which may seem preposterous to you, is exactly the same as the one you have been experiencing with regard to your spiritual identity and your unity with me. I cannot force you to open the door. This is a matter of free will for you you know that I am eager for you to use the keys that I am giving you and will continue to give you as long as you request them. But you, must have, but you must have the desire and commitment to do so. If the forces of negativity with which you have become so familiar and even comfortable are adequate to meet your needs, you may choose to remain with what you know and continue your physical existence as it has been. If, on the other hand, you truly believe that your needs and desires can be met perfectly and instantly and completely by attuning yourself to your higher good, you must make the decision and the total commitment to let go of the known and to open the door to the kingdom. I understand that this is difficult for you, even though you understand what you are being taught. Living on the physical plane is a great challenge. But isn't it time now for you to take the ultimate leap of faith? You've taken major leaps of faith during your lifetime without the understanding that you now have of your true identity, and your good or some portion of it was always there for you. Now you are being given the understanding to make the ultimate leap, yet you are still standing rather tentatively at the edge reviewing your options. Let go. Let go and trust completely. Accept your true identity and live the rest of your days on the physical plane expressing it and allowing your good to be made manifest in your life. You have much to share with the world and much yet to learn. Feel the goodness and perfection that is just on the other side of that door that you have not yet unlocked and make the joyous commitment to open the door and to become one with your good, it is up to you. We are eager to welcome you into the kingdom. Wow, I honestly that is, that's the first time first time I've ever read that to anybody.
0: That is, felt good to read it. Yes, it ought to. It's very provocative, and it just opens your, Mm -hmm. your heart up, which is, to me, what so many of these are. There's a lot of new thought that's written that keeps your mind stimulated, but these open up your heart. I want to just say thank you to all of you that continue to offer contributions to Unity Online Radio, the voice of the awakening world. And I give thanks for all of you who visit our website, UnityCampus.org. We have our messages that live stream and are also on video. Love to hear from you and also to hear what you would like to hear other shows about, uh, such as Jack Today, who gives all of us insight and that wonderful spiritual food and motivation and inspiration. We'll be right back after this short message. Remember to go to Jack's website, LessonsFromTheSource.com.
1: I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
0: And welcome everyone. Um, Jack Armstrong has written this amazing book, Lessons from the Source, or it has written him. We're still deciding who's what. And probably as in all of life, it's a both and, that's for sure. Um, Jack, I was wondering... With the wide range of topics that you have, and I I know that you have hundreds more that are going to be in book one, book two, book three, book four. But when you, um, like your chapter, the challenges of earth life, for example, were you in a place at that particular time that you were asking, you know, why are we where we are as a human culture? I mean, is there... I'm not trying to create a formula or a you know, a three step process and how to sell how you were able to do this. I don't mean it that way. But um would you like do something before you went to sleep or some kind of prayer or ritual that you felt open you up that these things would come through?
2: Um no. <laughs> okay. Sorry if that's a disappointing answer. I No, no, the, it's
0: not disappointing. Uh, I just be, how did that look? What did that look like?
2: Well, um and I'll be real candid with you. I'm not very disciplined about prayer or meditation. Um uh, I I think about this stuff a lot, but I in in the mornings um I actually have two notebooks and um I've started the second notebook um in the last few years and and the one that gets the kind of material that's in the book and that I've been reading to you I call the inbound book, and the other is i I call the outbound book and that I've started writing I think it's from my higher being to source and I haven't done anything with that with that stuff but i'll it's, it's, there's a knowing. Um, and it's almost if I sit down with those two in the morning, sometimes nothing comes and I don't write anything. Sometimes it's real clear. I'll have to, it's, it's, I pick up the inbound one and source is ready to, you know, convey this stuff. Other times it's clear and so on. But in the past, um, there's, there's just been a, a knowing it's time now to write, and sometimes I will—I w- had, you know, in the past I'd have woken up in the morning, and the sentence that's in my head is "pick up your pen and write,"
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, I would do that. And the the key—I had a wonderful conversation uh, the other day with a woman who was asking me about this process, and and she like I. Um, really um, enjoys writing and editing and so on and so forth. And I said, you just got to get that out of the way. You just you have to step aside and um, and accept whatever it is. And uh, and and anytime my conscious mind starts to question, it just stops. Mm-hmm. And um, this is another thing I pulled out. For, it's, it's from from an ebook that that people can get for the time being on online. It's um, this this one started out. The first line was, "Let's talk about cooking." And uh, <laughs> that happens. Period. I had one that I read to this woman the other day that started out peanut butter, and I oh, "Yeah, gosh. right." And and yet it was this amazing thing. So this one says, let's talk about cooking. Odd topic, you were thinking. Not really. Cooking is all about the effective use of the right ingredients, as is life itself. If you're planning to cook a magnificent meal that will delight all those who partake, including yourself, the major factors, <coughs> excuse me, in your ability to do so are the selection of the perfect ingredients, Combining them in just the right amounts and proportions, and using the right technique and the right timing to bring about the finished product. At times, you will carefully follow the instructions given you in a recipe that someone else had written down after his or her own experimentation. And at others, you set out on your own, finding your inner hunches, following your inner hunches, and using your own experience, determined to create your own magnificence. Think about the parallels here. Each person. During his or her lifetime, will encounter and be able to draw on an almost infinite number of ingredients in the form of experiences, people, bits of knowledge, or areas of expertise that can be used in the right amounts and combinations to create something unique and special that this world has never before experienced. Each person, in effect, has his or, own, his or her own cupboard of ingredients that is different from that of everyone else and then it goes on from there and i know we're running out of time but it but it, but it's a whole little piece about creativity and how that works and and had i had i stopped and said well we're not off to a good start here let's talk about cooking and and that wouldn't have happened and the same thing with the peanut butter one and it happens a lot and i just need to just allow mm-hmm. just trust and allow and write down whatever it is that's coming into my head. And and again, part of the magnificence is that it's in final form, you know, and, it, and, it, and I, I could never make this stuff up. It's just...
0: <laughs> well, and I would too debate the uh, earlier statement that you made that you d- you're not very disciplined because discipline would be as disciple that you allow this information to come through you and that would be discipline and also i would um debate don't you love that word debate
2: um <laughs> i'm an old high school I would debater i also temple, debate so the idea fine. that
0: uh, you're not in you're not regularly praying and meditating uh you know we say often when we pray we speak to god when we meditate god speaks to us and and you're like this open vessel here that's being talked to a lot, so I think you've got it down uh, in so many ways because when we think of just the one way people think of meditation as being quiet and your your uh, thumb is touching your other finger, no, you may not be doing that, but you are definitely in some type of meditative space to to allow. And for the people that are listening today, you know, think about that and take that to heart of of exactly the space that Jack has walked in and through is that it is about permission to allow yourself to, to be willing. I know for myself, Jack, I resisted being a public person for a long time because being a public person is not an easy walk. Um, right. And you, you know... rarely seen as yourself, you're mostly seen as the projections of who other people are that they project onto you, and I preferred much the easy breezy, you know, off on Friday, start back on Monday, TGIF, and blah, 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 and I resisted it for a long time, even when I was in it, I resisted it, and would almost want to self-create a reason that it wouldn't work out, so I could go back to you know, more of an introverted type life, but life would always bring me back. I mean, it would just happen. I've been 26 years sober this past year, and I haven't Congrats. really been to that many AA meetings. I know they're wonderful, but I've been involved in a lot of spiritual programs that have supported my sobriety. But having said that, I've gone to an AA meeting, and the speaker wouldn't show up, and they'd say, do we have anybody that can speak here? <laughs> so it's it's very interesting. Um when we don't resist our path. And to me, that's a great message within the message of your life is that who knew, right, when you were sitting around some 30, 40 years ago when you were 12, that, you know, you were going to... Oh, that's um... not
3: exaggerating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just making sure you're listening. (laughs) Um, But who knew, you know, that you would start getting this amazing... Um, download of of just deep and and rich truth is just really, really powerful. Well, I want to read one then on peace because um, I have a foundation that's about life rights, that's about peace. And to me, peace is where we're all aiming. First of all, peace within ourselves. And how we can be that to hold that space for everything and everyone. Be at peace. This is a key to achieving your heart's desires. The old saying that one's ships come in over a calm sea is very true. Peace in your heart and in your mind opens the channel to allow your good to flow freely and smoothly to you. That's good stuff.
2: Yeah, all this is pretty amazing stuff, isn't it? It really
0: <laughs> is. Um, Jack, referring to your website, com. do you, in your blog, do you feature some of these or do you highlight other things in your life? Um, tell the readers other ways that they can stay in touch with you.
2: Well, bless you. I, I don't blog often enough, um, to be honest with you about that. Um, there, is, um, there is a place now where um, people can sign up um, on the website for, and get the the ebook that I just read the the cooking piece of the cooking part a part of the cooking piece from, <laughs> uh, and they'll get emails with excerpts a couple times a week. That's going to be changing soon, uh, but that's still there, and people can get this ebook, which later will be for sale. But I've put together a new ebook with with material that that has not been published and that people haven't seen. And within the next couple of weeks, probably, that'll go up. And the plan then is to, um, Monday through Friday, every morning, have a little snippet from this new material uh, that hopefully will serve as uh, a, a little bit of inspiration to get folks off on the right step during the day there's a lot of information on lessonsfromthesource.com about um how this all happened there are a lot of excerpts from the book um there is a a store there and the books available uh, in paperback and kindle and audiobook and even awesome. some signed copies and so on and and that's all um, that's all available there but there's a lot of good information and and uh, I would Love to have people check in and see what they think.
0: Well, speaking of checking in, I'm glad that you are tuned in, tapped in, and turned on, Jack Armstrong. It's been my pleasure to have you on the show today. I would look forward to having you uh, as part of our show and part of this conversation again in the very near future. Thank you so much for being an intentional spirit. Everyone listening, God bless you. May you continue to find the value and the good in this exciting journey that we call life. May you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear and an open heart so you can experience the ability to connect the dots of this incredible experience. Have a great week. God bless you.
1: Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org.
3: Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you, who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, Help animals and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: Inspiration only takes a moment. Rev. Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn Grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God.
1: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They share Unity's classic teachings. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings. Follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine these foundational teachings through the works of Unity authors past and present. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic teachings, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.